Welcome to another episode of the Alicast. Of course, I am your host, Phantom Alicard, uh, here doing a solo show. Um, and we had a, a few things to actually cover today. So I'm going to start today with some quick news, um, uh, something I normally don't do. And I want to get into later uh, why I haven't really been covering anything in gaming as of late, just because... Um, the last few episodes I've been doing anime movies and all that good jazz. Right. However, this time, um, there is some, there is some stuff to talk about in gaming that has been going on. Uh, I won't cover everything, uh, in this, in this portion of the show, just because of the simple fact that, uh, some of the things that I want to cover today, uh, I have to bunch, I had to bunch all of that stuff into that one subject and, uh, the reasoning why I have not been talking gaming uh, as of late. Uh, so we're going to start off with this segment, Quick News, which I'm going to start doing on uh, all of my shows since I do these like uh, every other week. So let's start with the quick news. Uh, so PlayStation uh, announced PlayStation Stars, uh, which is a loyalty program uh, which allows you to earn rewards to uh, to buy stuff and to, to redeem stuff in the stores and everything that you can get through playing games. Uh, just like uh, the Xbox redeem, uh, how Xbox rewards uh, works. So that'll be set to come out later this year. So make sure you check that out. Hopefully it's great because all of the stuff that's been going on with PlayStation as of late hasn't been all that great. Uh, so this is a little bit of light. At, this is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So hopefully everything is good. Stray released. Uh, uh, Stray released the last couple of weeks. So uh, apparently it's. Uh, I've seen mixed reviews, but apparently it's really good. It's really popular amongst uh, household pets. I'm uh, going to try it out myself. I hope that I can actually uh, get a hold of it uh, very very soon, so I can do like a little review on it uh, as well. Uh, so make sure you go check that out and tell me what you think. I will have a link to my Twitter and I will also uh, be posting what everybody thinks is stray of on their own accord. Uh, and other, and other uh, quick news, Microsoft is adding Discord voice chat to consoles, uh, which will integrate your which will integrate your account into the console itself so that you can use the chat within the console. However, at the moment they are delayed because they are apparently having, uh, some uh, technical issues and of course Microsoft is going to test this out I like this is normally what they do they haven't put out an announcement date they haven't put out like any kind of date for when this is actually going to be rolled out to all of the public but what's probably going to happen is just like what they did with the uh, X cloud where they uh, they they gave uh, they gave a select few people the the ability to use it and uh, and left it in beta for a while so hopefully it's good. Uh, one of the articles actually that I read actually brought up a, a really, really good point because as of January this year, it was supposed to be a, uh, there was supposed to be some kind of a partnership between PlayStation and Discord, which we haven't heard anything about. Uh, so hopefully that's going to, they're going to integrate into that as well. Hopefully PlayStation is where I, I know PlayStation has a lot going on right now. So uh, with that being said, like I'm looking forward to seeing it both on Microsoft and Sony so that I, I can have some more convenient chat options uh, within both consoles. Uh, to end our quick news cycle, we have the announcement of Mario Strikers first DLC update, which comes with new characters being Daisy and Shy Guy, a new map and new gear, which I figured they would actually do that because there was no way they could put out this particular game and have so little content and yet not have a single plan as to like adding on to the game like i kind of saw that coming with like how they've been doing like mario kart 8 deluxe so i can see them doing this more with mario titles in the future as well so hopefully hopefully this I, i'm i'm kind of mixed on this actually because i'm really hoping that they don't continuously do this like with all of their mario titles but at the same time it's just like with convenience, I guess it, it, if it works, it works. You all let me know what you think. Uh, 
when I post on the on the Twitter uh, later on. So let's go ahead and get to the meat and the potatoes of the show. Because I've actually really, 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 really been looking forward to talking about this. So um, it took me a little bit because after, after Endgame, it was very difficult for me to want to watch all of the Marvel series. Because it was just pretty pretty depressing if i gotta be real like it was it was really 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 depressing just seeing how we lost like our two main characters like we lost iron man we lost uh steve rogers and you just like having to watch everybody gather just get themselves together and move on with life knowing after everything that happened whether you called it the blip um uh the snap all of that, like having to deal with all of that, the loss of vision, uh, how Wanda felt like. So it took me a little bit to actually catch up on all of the movies, the the rest of the movies, the the series that they brought out, like the movies Eternal, uh, Shang-Chi. Like it was very difficult. But I'm finally caught up. And I saw where they were going with it. And I have heard a lot of a lot of bad about it, but I don't see the bad in it. And after the announcement that was made at San Diego Comic-Con, I am more excited. And to be honest, like, after, after Endgame, I figured they would struggle a little bit because introducing Iron Man... To everything after like such a after after the Hulk movies was just like that was probably their greatest challenge at first. So now what's happening is is that they're having to introduce brand spanking new. Well, not brand spanking new if you follow if you follow the Marvel universe, they're not brand spanking new. But to movie to cinema, they are new, and they're having to introduce them to uh to a brand spanking new story in cinema. And yes, I will say this. No, they're not going directly off of the comic series. They're not as accurate. I don't expect them to be accurate. I'm not going to be elitist about it. I don't care at the end of the day. Uh, Comic series, since I've been reading them, like they tend to change from generation to generation. Uh, It's nothing new, uh, uh, especially with like uh, shows like, uh, what is it, uh, Miss Marvel? Like, I've seen like there were bad reviews about Miss Marvel, and I rather enjoyed Miss Marvel to be honest. Um, this this Miss Marvel is more so based off of the comic that was brought out around I believe 2013 or 2016, one of the two, and they did a pretty good job not only with the casting but with the story. And I think that uh, if they integrate that into everything that they are about to do within Phase Five and Six. I think we're going to have quite the amazing story. So they announced phase five, the list of phase five movies, shows, and uh, the list of phase six movies and everything at San Diego Comic-Con yesterday. And let me tell you, 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 this is some exciting news to me. Um, They're calling phase four, or no, they're calling phase five, I'm sorry, uh, uh, the uh, multiverse saga, which I think if you've watched, if you've already watched, uh, if you've watched the new Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, and you came out with mixed feelings, I can understand that. I can honestly understand that because like they're dipping into a brand spanking new territory now that I don't think any other series in cinema like as far as like comic wise has ever has ever gone into so i don't expect them to get it perfect right off the bat uh i personally rather and i know i'm gonna uh, it's gonna be sounding like i'm riding on marvel on the marvel coattails right now but at the end of the day i rather enjoyed uh dr strange i still haven't seen uh uh thor love and thunder yet but i do plan on seeing that um so I'm interested to see what they've done, uh, including what they've done with all of the shows like Loki, uh, Wanda, WandaVision, uh, what they did with Hawkeye, uh, 
uh, what is it, uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, all of that. What they've done, it makes more sense when you actually piece everything together. So here's the list. We have uh, in Phase 5, of course, we have She-Hulk, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I'm not really looking forward to that one just because of the simple fact that, you know, I'm not a big fan of of the Hulk. I guess, like, I'm, uh, like, I could very well just be the black sheep of that. So, it, 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 I will say it will be nice to see, uh, it will be nice to see the Hulk come into this series as well. So, uh, but I'm not truly, truly looking forward to it. Now, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I do want to see what they do with that. Uh, it, from the teasers, it looks like they're going to pick up, uh, they're going to pick up off of, uh, T'Challa not being there. Uh, and, uh, I think they, I, I really think, and from the announcement, like it just looked like a really heartfelt announcement. Uh, I really think they intend to dedicate this movie to his passing. Um, of course we have the secret invasion where we will once again see Samuel L. Jackson finally as uh, Nick Fury, uh, and Tal and, uh, we have Talos coming in, of course. Uh, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which I'm actually looking forward to seeing that one. I want to see what they do with that. Uh, I did like how they did in Endgame, how they uh, brought the Ant-Man in to uh, kind of make the solution to their to their blip problem. So I'm interested to see what they do with, with uh, time travel. Because a lot of this is not just going to be multiverse. Uh, this I, I I really this is going to be time traveling too, especially once you get to who the main villain is when it comes to uh, the movie the movie uh, that's at the end of each phase or at the end of uh, I think it's phase six, but we'll get to that here momentarily. So we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and keep in mind before I continue, like all of these are dropping like next year, so like they have like a whole stretch to get prepared for the next three years because both of these phases, phase five and phase six, they have a string of stuff coming. And I can't, if anybody has in any issue with that, like I would love to debate people on this one if they have issues on it, but I don't expect them. I didn't expect them to have like a string, like right after in game, just because of the simple fact that like in game was just so massive, like in game and, uh, Infinity Wars was just so massive and they needed time to actually come up with a system that works for the next phases. So Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, I'm waiting for that one. I want to see what's happening, especially with all of the talk of, of uh, Batista saying that he's planning on moving on from Drax because he's getting too old. And I'm just like, man, I don't think there's anybody else that could play Drax. So either they're going to have to figure out who else to cast for it or else they're going to have to eliminate that character, which I could, I could actually see them eliminating the character. But I mean, Drax is such an I uh, iconic character within, within the guardians of the galaxy. Um, we have fantastic four. This is something that I'm really glad, um, if nobody caught that, if nobody caught this in uh, the multiverse of madness, you kind of saw that they were going to introduce to reintroduce the Fantastic Four into the into the series of Marvel characters. Being being that uh, now Disney now owns uh, Fox, so now you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see the X Men come out at some point. Uh, I'm fairly certain. I'm very certain as well that they'll probably do a much better job. I could very well be wrong. I'm only speculating here. I, but I think they'll do a much better job than what Fox did on their own. Uh, we have Echo, which is following the events of Hawkeye. Um, and Maya Lopez's ruthless uh, behavior in New York City, which is catching up with her in her hometown. And season two of the much loved series will be streaming on Disney Plus. So we'll get a Hawkeye. Uh, we'll get a Hawkeye uh, season two. Uh, Loki season two dropping next summer, uh, which I'm actually looking forward to it because I rather, 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 rather loved. I loved how they ended it. I loved that they. I loved how they introduced Kang the Conqueror. I loved how they introduced time travel. I loved how they introduced the multiverse as well as time travel within that from each variant and how variants even came to be within 
the uh, within this series. Uh, of course, we finally have a release date for Blade. Blade. Uh, I know there were some people that were mad because it's not Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes ain't heard about it though, so I'm not worried about it. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what this new Blade does. Um, to be honest, if you watch the tr the original trilogy, they were all right. Uh, but now we've reached a more sophisticated way of making these movies. And I think that Disney and Marvel have done such a, and Marvel Studios have done such a wonderful job at depicting each one of these heroes the way that they were meant to be depicted. Even if it's not, even if it's not, um, if it is not accurate. So I'm looking forward to see what, what blade what this new blade uh movie looks like so on top of that we have iron heart we have iron heart which uh is coming off of the coming off of the black panther with riri uh, riri williams getting her own solo series so that's set to launch in fall we have agatha which if you watch wandavision um and you watched uh and you watched uh multiverse of madness like you can understand why this is actually going to be uh, arriving here on Disney Plus within uh, within the winter of 2023. Uh, if you watched the end of of WandaVision, like you know who Agatha is, an ancient witch, I believe about 200 years old actually, very powerful. Uh, had a big hand in why things, why the other part of things were happening in the town that Wanda took over was happening, and it was just. To me, it shocked me, and I don't know why it shocked me. It just shocked me. Um, but I liked how they introduced her. If you watched the Multiverse of Madness, you saw what happened at the end. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't, uh, but you'll understand why Agatha is uh, coming through while they're giving uh, Agatha her uh, Coven of Chaos uh, thing. Now, uh, Daredevil, finally, we're getting a uh, revamp of that. Daredevil Born Again, which launches spring of 2024. Uh, already, we're getting into the second year. We're getting into two years from now. And things are, are, uh, things are starting to really, really heat up. Um, and actually, don't count me on that Fantastic Four deal. Fantastic Four deal is actually coming out, uh, uh, November of 2024. So that was my bad. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Daredevil Born Again. Captain America New Order dropping May 3rd of 2024, which of course features, uh, which of course fe features the Falcon uh, taking the role of the Winter Soldier, or not the Winter, <laughs> uh, not taking the role of the Winter Soldier, taking the role of. Um, Captain America as he did in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so that's set to come into theaters on May, uh, May 3rd of 2024. Thunderbolts, which is dropping July 26, 2024. Of course, I already said uh, Fantastic Four. And Fantastic Four is closing out everything to an amazing, as I snort into the fucking, <laughs> as I snort into the mic, uh, is, is closing out everything in phase in this phase introduced introducing phase six which is avengers the kang dynasty which i am fairly certain that we are going to see kang quite a bit within the next couple of years i didn't enjoy his variant in in loki but i did like how they introduced kang the conqueror so I have a very big feeling that we're going to see a whole lot of Kang. And on top of that, when Kang drops, the Kang Dynasty drops May 2nd, 2025. Then we have Avengers Secret Wars dropping November 7th, 2025. So not only are we going to see a lot of that, well, not only are we going to see a lot of Kang, but if you remember where Samuel L. Jackson is, if you remember where Nick Fury is, we're probably going to see a lot of events taking place within the secret invasion. So all in all, like if you, I can understand if you didn't like any of the series, right? 
I could totally understand that. I could also understand um, if you feel like things are inconsistent or anything. I don't think they were meant to be consistent. I don't think that anything that is happening, that has happened ever since Endgame was meant to be consistent. Personally, um, I was iffy. I was iffy about them doing series when they've been doing movies for so long. And I could also see that as being like a comfort zone as well. Right. But with what they did with all of the series, they kept the continuity of everything that's happened in the movies. And I can appreciate that. I can definitely appreciate everything. Like I've heard bad things about Moon Knight. Moon Knight is badass. I would really love for them. Well, the one thing I would really love for them to do is introduce Moon Knight in such a way into, into one of these movies or other shows to where he gets a part in the Avengers. I would really, 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 really love to see that. Thoroughly, I have thoroughly enjoyed having watched all of the series and caught up and watched them all back again. I have thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Um, Again, it's going to sound like I, I have a bias, and maybe I am biased, because DC really isn't pulling it off for me. Like, they're not doing such a great job. Like, they're not, they're not really organized. When it comes to the world of cinema, anyway, we've seen, like, two different Batmans, and we have, of course, Pattinson is, renew is reviving his character, uh, reviving his role as Bruce Wayne, of course, it's a, a tangent. He's reviving, he's reprising his role as Bruce Wayne to come back in a Batman 2 sequel. So we'll see how that works. I just feel like there's not really much of an alternative to turn to at this point. And when you look at the lesser of the two evils, whether you like both or you like one or the other, like you got to pick one or the other because there's not really, there's not really many options for, 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 uh, both DC Universe and the Marvel Universe. So for me, I pick Marvel uh, when it comes to cinematics. When it comes to cartoon movies, however, I pick DC. So I'm looking forward to this list. They came out. I didn't think they were going to swing this hard. And they came out swinging. And they, they left me astonished. I'm very happy for this list. Uh, I'm hoping everything works out to, to where everything uh, like we don't we don't get get hit with like another major pandemic to where like everything gets pushed back. Like I'm really hoping to see this whole list. There's so much going on. They've been working hard. It looks like I'm interested to see this list. So just make sure you stay tuned for the next couple of years, the next three years, because it looks like it. We are in for quite the journey when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to the Marvel Universe. So we're going to move on. And I'm going to drop. Why I haven't. Why I have not. Been talking. Uh, gaming as, as of late. So. I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible. Because at the end of the day. Um. Like, really, if I got to be real, like, it's this, to me, it's been slow. Not on the announcements or anything like that. It's just been really, 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 really dead. Like, you get a few drama, drama pieces here and there. You'll get uh, a few, uh, you, you'll get a few releases here and there. Of course, some games get pushed back. And of course, everybody's favorite topic, like microtransactions has been the topic of discussion for the better part of over a decade, almost actually almost a decade now. It's almost a decade. Next year will be 10 years of talking incomplete games and microtransactions. Some of them you'll hear from your favorite content creators. Others you will probably have read on your own. And it's always the same story. It's always, it's always um, uh, from from media publications. It's they're taking advantage, um, and which in certain cases I won't disagree with that. They are, 
they are. We're not going to play like they aren't, but I have to keep a sound mind about all of it. Like I, I'd rather look at it rationally rather than just pick up the torches and the pitchforks with everybody else and say like everything about gaming is bad. Um, and it goes from the media publications and your favorite content creators talking about this stuff. And it, it goes to the publishers firing back with asinine arguments and all of these arguments just sound asinine to me. And at the end of the day, it just creates a stronger, a stronger case for publishers to keep releasing, uh, to keep releasing microtransactions. And we've reached this point now where like, like for the last decade, if you want to talk to your favorite uh your favorite devs or whatnot, you can simply just reach out to them on Twitter. And if they respond to you, they respond to you. If they don't, they don't. But we've resorted to some people have resorted, I'm not gonna say we as a whole. Some people have re- reverted to death threats. And that's where things that's where you that's where you lose me on that one. Because to me, like uh it's one thing to have criticism it's another to just kick and scream and threaten some of the livelihood of somebody else over something that's not really all that serious like yes it is a wonderful hobby like we all love it uh those of us who have been gaming for years like uh some of us that have been gaming for years might say that gaming has gone down the toilet now others of us might say that have been gaming for years have say might say we're in the best space for gaming because now like back in the day we used to have to blow on the cartridges make sure the discs were clean and everything and what you got was just what you got you didn't get a patch you didn't get an update you didn't you didn't get the dlc you like in fact like demos demos came in a disc and normally in a package with uh with uh your favorite magazines like it could have been it could have been your favorite like it could have been uh what is it? Nintendo power. It could have been uh, Xbox magazine. It could have been uh, something involving PlayStation. Uh, it could have been game informer. It could have been a lot of these, a lot of these uh, magazines that were giving that like, and, and back then, like E3 wasn't even streamed back then. Like you got it, you got it uh, via disc. So like we like I'm in, I am in the camp of this is the best space of gaming. And if we want to make an effective change, if you feel like something is wrong and uh, like, if you feel like something is wrong, then we need to be more productive about doing something about it. Um, to give you a little backstory of why I am this way about this is because I was once a part of a podcast called uh, the geeks and the peaks, formerly known as the war on publishers podcast, where all we did at, on the world on, Pub, uh, on publishers podcast was just complain about the video game industry video game industry is bad blah 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 uh, uh and so on and so forth uh we then later changed the name to the geeks and the peaks where we still kind of did that but we were trying to, to get out of that because we were sounding like every other content creator that was out there and at the end of the day uh having the people having friends around you to challenge uh, your thought process on what things actually look like, challenging you to actually do the research, challenging you to uh, look at the look at it from the other side, challenging you to look at it from both sides. Like it, it, it's it's it, it gave me a, a a more sound mind as to how I look at things, right? And so why why I don't talk about this stuff is because it's become such a repetitive cycle. Like we don't get out of it. We continuously talk about microtransactions, which are here to stay. You're not going to get rid of them. I'm sorry. They are so embedded into the gaming ecosystem now that if you were to take it out, you, the gaming industry might not look the same. The gaming industry is hurting as it is along with every other industry right now as is due to inflation and everything like that, right? And we're looking at another recession. Like, this isn't the time, like, where people are actually worried about us kicking and screaming because we don't get what we want in a video game or we don't like microtransactions and stuff. 
I have come to the conclusion for myself that microtransaction, and this is coming from somebody that depending on what game I play, I will pick up microtransactions like Rocket League, for instance. Like I've done micro, uh, microtransactions in Rocket League. I haven't done it in anything else though. Like micro microtransactions in Rocket League for me, it's just more intriguing than doing it in anything else where if I can earn it, um, then I'll do that. Uh, but I have come to the conclusion that microtransactions are not for me. They are for, they are geared towards people who are looking for convenience. And at some point, yes, there are people that don't know. Um, they don't know self-control. And that's fair to say. But at what point do we sit and we, and we ask, how do we gain self-control? How do we do it? Because if we had self-control, I would argue that it would be easier to vote with your wallet, which is something that we've all, we've said at Geeks in the Peaks podcast, which is always, it was always something like, it was like a preaching message. Like, it was like, if you don't like something, vote with your wallet, right? I don't think it's as simple as that now. I really don't. I think it is, uh, I genuinely think that now you got to go deeper. Now you actually need to reach out to the devs and actually talk to them about what microtransactions, how microtransactions is ruining this. And we're just not able to organize that point. And every time that we, we, we argue against it, it only makes the publisher look stronger. Not to repeat myself, but it does make them look, it just makes them, it gives them a stronger case. And so one of the things that, I stumbled upon last week was a person from Ubisoft by the name of Joe Hobbs was talking about entitled gamers. And do I think that some of us are entitled? Yes. And I think a lot of us just don't care. Like a lot of us have lives. We got bills to pay. We're trying to, we're trying to uh, feed our families. Some of us are just, <laughs> are just trying to find our way in life and trying to, pick a pick a career that we genuinely enjoy right like we don't have time to worry about like the the politics in gaming that's being created i think that that kind of stuff like if you fall into it i don't knock you for it uh it is excellent clout it is excellent clout for for those publications to put out it's excellent clout for the the ceos and execs and, and the and the uh publishing the public and, and the publishing sites the devs all of that like it's great clout for all of them um but for me it's not something that i take much of an interest in like i personally i would honestly like to get back to just gaming because like gaming like i like vegging out sometimes like if you watch my streams i'm gonna i'm gonna do a a a, a, a shameless plug here like i stream on a stream on Twitch at Phantom Alucard um, on Twitch. Um, and I love the Soul series. Like, there's been arguments about, oh, we need to make it, there needs to be an easy mode. And then there's the other side. It's just like, there doesn't need to be the easy mode. And then, like, it, it becomes like this big argument. And at the end of the day, it just doesn't make sense to me because I'm just, like, you lose me there because then I'm just like, then that's where I side with the dev. You give me whatever it is that your vision is. And I think that not only do, like, the developers themselves are just in this, like, hopeless sandwich. They're just sandwiched in between people trying, people on, as the consumer, making so many damn requests about what they want to see in a game. And it just becomes so much. And then if they don't see it in a game, then they, then they throw a fit and then, and, 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 and even if a dev is wrong for what they did, like putting in microtransactions, right? If you think that that's wrong, okay, but there's better ways of going about it. If we see microtransactions, some people just can't let their, some people just can't get out of their emotions and they let their emotions get the better of them. And so they, they get the, they get the Twitter fingers and they start getting, they start really just going at these devs. And so then on the other, on the flip side of that, then you're caught in between a publisher that's just like throwing the microtransactions. We want to make money. We don't really give a fuck. You can do whatever you want in your vision, but you better put some microtransactions in there or, you know, you might be looking for another job. You know, you, know, you just never really know what's actually happening 
on the flip side of that, like, because we're not behind the scenes making games. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, like I didn't really, I didn't really appreciate, uh, I didn't really appreciate game develop, uh, game development, like truly until like the first gears arrived, where if you got like the special edition, you got to see what they actually went through. A lot of these devs don't actually get to see their families for like months on end. Um, sometimes years depending and like they gotta make they gotta make a special rec day to see their families and take breaks because like when it's easy to talk about this crunch time that's a whole nother monster right like that that's been another topic of discussion too like crunch time and all this shit like there are deadlines that do need to be made and that's and that's that's kind of where that's just the entertainment that's just the entertainment industry as a whole like when you're dealing with numbers, people, they're not there worried about your creative, uh, your artistic vision. They're not. And it shows with like stuff like, uh, uh, what's a really good example of something? Um, I would argue that with the coming of the, uh, what is it the last of us part one for the playstation 5 that's a cash grab i have heard that it looks choppy i've seen it for myself it looks choppy it looks but like i'm not in i'm not interested in it i'm not i'm no longer interested in it they already killed it for with two for me with the messaging that he was trying and don't get me wrong like i don't give a fuck if you try to put messaging it's just when you when that becomes the narrative of your shit and even when i reviewed that like i kept all that political shit out of it i did not give a fuck about it that game was entirely way too long and you fucked up the series that had so much potential and, and that's just my opinion like y'all can have your own opinions on stuff but like when you start looking at numbers shit and why we're getting like uh what is it we're getting uh relaunches of games like skyrim like 20 times over like that's all a cash grab at the end of the day. Like with the last Skyrim, uh, the last Skyrim relaunch that came out, what was it? The spe- the anniversary edition, where they they just they put in features that should have been in the game to begin with. Like nobody cares about that now, unless like you're an avid Skyrim player. Like if you and I'm pretty sure there's some avid Skyrim players out there still. Uh, but if you're not like you've moved on to bigger and better things at the moment, like you're probably playing like Elden Ring at the moment. You're probably anticipating God of War, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, you might be playing Stray. You might be anticipating uh, uh, the Resident Evil Four, like stuff like that. Like you've already moved on. Like maybe you're maybe you're in uh, your Nintendo space right now. Like you're trying desperately to enjoy uh, Mario Strikers Battle League or something, right? We've just reached this point, though, where it's just like the numbers guys have gotten way too into the creative process, and that's where we need to strike at. We need to strike what hurts the what hurts the the publisher mo- most, right? Voting with your wallet is no longer an option, or not the only option now. It's not the most viable option now because now what we have essentially is people that will complain about a game, but they'll still buy it. They'll still buy into the stuff. So then in my, in my, uh, in my question is, is what, what convinces you to still buy the stuff that you buy if you don't like it? Like that's your money. Like that's ultimately your money. You could do whatever you want with it, but like, why complain about it if you purchase it with your own money? You know what I mean? Um, so that's, like, we've just reached this really, really bad space. So let me give you the the side of the devs that say, uh, from jo- a tweet from Joe Hobbs that says, I think what makes me sad is that I know so many people who would love to reach out, talk about what we do, be more informative about game dev, uh, game dev publicity, uh, or publicly, uh, educate more people, but they never will because it's not worth the mental abuse that comes with it. And I agree with that. 
Like, there's so much, like, that we don't understand. We're just, we just know that we want games and we want them now. And, like, like you don't want crunch, like, there's a movement that you don't want crunch time. You don't want crunch time to exist. But you want, you don't want games to get pushed back either. But then if you don't push the game back, then uh, you get a terrible product that's probably, that's probably unfinished. So then you complain about that. Like, you have to look at all of that all of that at the end of the day and that's kind of why i don't talk about any of this shit right here because then on the flip side of this then you get a stupid ass dev um and let me see if i can pull them up real quick because i i uh had them um you get you get a ceo uh that tells you that if you don't put microtransactions in your game you're a fucking moron and you get that because all of the talk that happens and 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 I'll get into the I'll get into the story here momentarily but we actually allow a lot of that stuff to happen like we can't really expect people to not push back if you have harassed them for so long man like at the end of the day we're all humans at the, we're just human beings so let me pull up this story uh, brought to you by Kotaku, which I can't stand Kotaku, but I'm going to use them anyway. Um, uh, which is former Electronics Arts, John, and I'm, I'm, ter- I'm going to butcher his name like terribly. Uh, John Richie uh, T- Tiello called game, develop- uh, game developers who don't think about monetization early. Uh, wait. Did I read that right? I don't think I read that right. Let me reread that again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't read. Uh, last week, Unity uh, CEO and former head of electric, uh, Electronic Arts, John Richitello, called game developers who don't think about monetization early fucking idiots. This isn't just to game developers. That goes to, like, the public, right? And people take that fucking... People take that shit seriously. Maybe not everybody, but there's some people out there that would take it to heart, right? Uh, In which he was... He he apologized for this, right? But he should have never said it in the first place. Um, And all of this just gets branched out. It it branches out into... uh, It branches... Like because monet because the way that uh, games are being monetized now, it branches out into NFTs. It branches out into uh, uh, it branches out into uh, what is it? Uh, chain, blockchain, and all of that. Like, like where do you think this stuff gets birthed from? So we just don't fight effectively. Like we have every tool at our disposal to voice what we have to say it's just we don't seem to voice it in the way it needs to be voiced and i think that that affects the gaming industry as a whole like me personally like i would love to talk to some of these devs personally like i would love to get their thought process on like how they create stuff I would love to get their thought processes on microtransactions. I would love to get this rather than just creating content around it. Like it's, it's just getting old. It's all old conversations, right? Then on top of that, then you have like Sony and people saying that they're doing like, um, like they have, and, and they are, let's let, let me be clear about that. They are, uh, but they're doing anti-consumer practices by taking away the movies in certain regions where people have have uh, have purchased movies. They're not getting their money back, and they will never get to see those movies again because a contract ran up with a specific contractor. Uh, you have uh, then you have Sony having to charge you like at the beginning they were going to charge you to be able to play PS5 games that weren't be, uh, that uh, PS5 game, games that were originally on the PS5. On the PS4, they were going to charge you extra to have to play it, to be able to play it on the PS4, uh, to people that weren't able to pick up PS5s. And, like, all of this stuff is anti-consumer. But there is a way to go about this to where, like, there's too many avenues to where we can reach out to them and we can ask them the questions. And, yeah, you might get a full, full of shit answers. Let's just be real about that. I don't think there's any... Uh, impo- I just think it's impossible, like, depending on who you talk to, that you won't get, like, a few bullshit answers, but maybe you'll get some more insight into what it is that you're looking at, right? And so, like, 
for the past few weeks because like i don't care about any of this shit really like it, it to me it's just like it's it's the same song it's the same dance the same stories written in the same ways written by the same types of people talked about by the same types of people and i just don't want to be that person right like i think that if for an effective change to happen there is a more diplomatic way to do things and we just don't do that with the social media platforms that we have been provided um and with that being said it tends to make devs so uncomfortable it makes them feel like they're nothing like if you read more into that last article i was in uh which is uh which is brought to you by enemy um there are devs that will say they're afraid to even look at they're basically afraid to even tell people what they're working on because it's just like they don't want to hear all the voices that's why we haven't gotten a splinter cell in so long like i agree with that part i don't agree with like in ubisoft let me tell you something like i'm playing devil's advocate like i can't stand ubisoft as of like the last few years just because they've just been bringing out like open world game after open world game after open world game and it gets old after a while like so many tasks that they want you to be immersed into like this real life scenario and i'm like i got too much other shit going on in real life to even want to deal with this in the first place right so when i look at all of the scope in gaming there's a lot of great announcements that were announced there are a lot of bad announcements that came out. I I just don't believe in kicking and screaming about it. I don't believe that there is a space for me there. I don't believe that I'm going to continuously uh I'm uh, that I'm going to continuously sit there and complaints over and over and over and over again about the same thing and in the same ways and hopes for a different result like that's complete insanity so i want y'all to just mark my words like here on out yes i will be talking gaming as i promised it's just not that shit that i'm looking at i don't care about it like if you want to discuss it like on on stream or something like i will do open calls on my stream i will have a link to my twitch channel and you just turn on the notifications for when i get on stream and i will have a specific day where i have an open call for everybody to express what it is that they're looking for i will make a complete i will i will i will get a room i will create a room in discord and we can just have a simple chat there because I want to talk to both sides on this. I don't believe, like, I just don't want to be that guy that's just talking about this shit constantly. Like, there's just been way too much politics in it. And it, like, like let's, let's just be honest with ourselves, right? Um, it happens when things become more popular. Like, for the last two years in the pandemic, like, everything else was hurting except for video games. Video games was making the money. Video games was the thing that got people's attention but now people are outside and you know like like we should be over this by now right but it, it's it's just it continues you hear about another bs uh you hear about another bs ceo like uh bobby kotick for instance uh you hear about you hear about harassment in the in the industry like you hear about it like so most of this stuff is like activision right like you'll hear about it from activision every once in a while when ea wants to be like uh really revel relevant they'll do some stupid shit like it, it's just old at the end of the day so uh i am not going to sit here and talk about the same and talk your fucking ear off about the same shit that people fucking complain about all the time mark my words today i want to find a way to do something about it rather than just continuously talk about the same shit over and over again it's not interesting to me. It is not, um, it's not cool to me. Like this is something I love to do. Um, I love video games. I love all of the shit that I'm talking about. So I keep myself distant away from that shit. And with as slow as news 
has been like true news, like announcements for games and shit and with games being pushed back. Like Ragnarok got pushed back apparently and apparently it's coming out in November. Like you just don't know where you're getting your information from and what's accurate and what's not accurate. The best way to do so is from the source and I'd rather do that. Um, and which I will plan on doing that. So with that being said, that's why I haven't been talking about gaming. Uh, it's not that there isn't things to talk about. It's just really slow and I'm really not interested in the politics. I said that in the trailer. I'm not diving I'm not going to sit here and dive into the uh, the politics and the bullshit. I don't. I personally don't give a fuck what what you did to get the game out. Like like who you had to, who you had to fuck over to get the game. I I don't care about the politics of it. Like I just like show me the game. Show me what your vision is, and I will continue to review as honestly as I possibly can. Um, and as un as uh, as unbiased as i possibly can do um obviously whenever a from software title comes out i might i might have uh i might have a bias there like i'll instantly give it like i'll instantly give it a a a, a purchase purchase immediately which is what how i do things i don't rank things uh, 1 to 10 on a 1 to 10 scale i feel like that's too safe uh, i'd rather do it on a recommendation base uh to try and not make everybody feel like I'm forcing you to do it, but giving you the option that, hey, I enjoyed this or I didn't enjoy it, but maybe you will or maybe you won't. You know what I mean? So that's be, that's basically why I haven't been talking games. But that's it for today. Uh, I will be back, of course, uh, the, uh, the week after next. Uh, I know I have not, I didn't put the last episode out on time. I've been going through a lot, y'all. So uh, I, I, I appreciate everybody that's, that's been uh, that's been down with me i appreciate the listens i appreciate each and every one of you for just uh for anybody that's viewed on youtube like i appreciate you all like for bearing with me on not like i i didn't even place i didn't even post like the video version of the last episode on youtube so that will go up with this one uh here uh so i appreciate y'all for bearing with me i i thank you all uh very 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 much i love y'all Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, hopefully the next time that we get on, uh, I won't have any like anything like really like bad to talk about. It'll just be uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some great some great uh, announcements for games. Hopefully we'll have uh, we'll have some other topics and maybe there's some stuff I missed, too, uh, because I've been so busy like. I caught a few things here and there and like I just wanted to talk about that because I wanted to get that off my chest if anybody was actually interested in why I don't talk about that kind of shit in the games industry it's just not interesting so uh, I thank y'all once again I love y'all I will be back y'all have a good day or night wherever you are and I will see y'all next time be easy peace